This is the Deering Acting Studio Podcast and Mornings with Matt, where we discuss the connection between life and acting. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Mornings with Matt, the Deering Acting Studio Podcast. We are so excited to be here today. We're going to be talking a lot about commercials today with an up-and-coming actress who is uh, a wonderful human being, beautiful from the inside out. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Miss Gigi Sabia, Sabilla. Sabala. <laughs> I literally just asked her how to pronounce your name. It's all good. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. How are you? Uh, you know what? Happy to be alive. Thank you for asking. So, um, <laughs> so, so you graduated from AMDA, yeah? Yeah. That's amazing. Anyway. So tell me about that. That's a that's sort of a big deal to get into that program, right? Yeah, it was pretty tough. Um, I auditioned when I was a senior in high school, and then I got in to New York campus, and so I moved to New York, packed up everything. It was crazy, and then we got like all of this like free things where we would get free tickets to Broadway shows and. We were on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, so we pretty much like got to explore the whole city, and it was crazy. So I did that for two years, and then I packed everything up again and moved to Los Angeles, and did it all over again for another two years. Wow, that's is that a part of their program where you do two years there and two years in LA, or is that a choice? Yeah, it's a choice. Most people in New York just move to New York and stay in there and audition and find jobs there. But I wanted to get my bachelor's degree, so I decided to do the full four years. Well, that's awesome. Well, congratulations. Yeah. That That is an Thank amazing, you. amazing feat here. I'm going to give you a round of applause. <laughs> so, so having done all this now, you're about to unleash your talent onto the world. And I know you were just signed yes. by the Leighton Agency, so congratulations on that. Thank you. So you wanted to talk a little bit about commercial, and uh, I'd love to dive into this because I know that a lot of our talent and, and viewers have some of the same questions. So um, maybe if, if you throw some things out there, we can all learn some things together. Yeah, so being a newly signed actress, I've never been on a professional set. So I would just like to know what was your experience the first time you were on a real commercial set? Oh man, I was giddy. I'm trying to remember the very first. I don't even know if I can remember the first <laughs> um, professional set. What's interesting is even at the at the professional set level, because what what is what do we define mm -hmm. as professional? I think that that kind of should mm -hmm. be answered, because technically to be professional would mean that you're being paid. I guess right. So yeah. Um. So that could be ten dollars, a hundred dollars, ten thousand dollars, and 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 I've been on some unbelievable sets where I didn't get paid anything. Um, mm. Like for instance, I I got the lead role in a um, in a capstone project for one of the local schools. I think it was ASU. Go Devils! And um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh Devils, cool. So <laughs> so I I, uh, <laughs> I I just remember being on the set and they had all of the ASU equipment, like everything. Um, that ASU had to offer, um, they had on set. So it was like super amazing. And, and, uh, and then I've been on other sets where I was paid pretty well, 
but it felt amateurish. Mm-hmm. So I guess what to expect is the unexpected. That's what I would say. Um, Absolutely. Expect that you'll be giddy. Expect that you'll be super excited. And then eventually, sooner than later, you just want to get over that idea. Because, like, imagine this, okay? Um, what was it like for you walking on campus for the first time at AMDA? I was definitely nervous and intimidated because uh-huh. there was so much talent everywhere I went. So, And then you were, like, super excited and then you couldn't, you know, you yeah. right? Yeah. Then what was it like? let's say the, the, toward the end of your second year walking on campus. I felt like the top dog in town. (laughs) And it's just like, it's like normal, right? It's like, Oh, now, now you're just used to this thing. So that's what it's like in the, in the commercial world and on any sets, you're going to, you're going to do the same thing. When you first get in there, you'll be excited. You'll be nervous. Um, but the idea is to get over that as quickly as possible. Focus mm-hmm. on the work, focus on the craft so that you can be the top dog. You walk on and it's not it's not an arrogant thing. It's a it's a I know what I'm doing thing. I'm here to work or I'm here to graduate. I'm here to, you know, exactly. learn my craft, whatever it is. I'm here to provide value to the commercial set and then uh, and then move forward from there. So And then on that, uh, just not even just commercial sets, but all sets. We teach this in our Valleywood movie camp. So this is just a cool little side note to know. It's very much a hurry up and wait industry a lot of the time. So like, Mm -hmm. for example, for one commercial that I did, I was there and I got there. I think it was like, like, I don't know, like 10 in the afternoon or something. And um, I was like hanging out and they were like, had me in the makeup and whatever area. And I was there for like six hours before I actually went and did the spot that I was going to do. Because there was a bunch of other shots they were getting. And then they were waiting for the perfect like sundown point. It was like right at like, I don't know, like seven or something. And so that whole time just sitting there and like waiting to actually do the thing that I was there to do. Which, by the way, if you're a producer, let me just throw this out there. <laughs> don't bring the actors on set in the morning if you're going to shoot it at sundown. <laughs> I mean, I remember the same thing happened to me on the Will Ferrell shoot. So I, uh, I did this movie with Will Ferrell with my wife and it was it was, it was an awesome experience, like super great. But same idea. They brought us in like 8 a.m. And we're like super excited. We're bringing like, we're, we're like all oh, jazz and ready to go. We get into wardrobe. Yeah. And so that it's like at 9 a.m. We're like, yeah. And then right. we hear from nobody till about 6 p.m. <laughs> and, and they're just like, they would check in on us every now and then and be like, yep, you're good. Just, just keep sitting there. And <laughs> just keep sitting there. Keep <laughs> that seat warm. Here's the thing, though. For actors, it's exhausting because you have to stay ready. Mm-hmm. So we felt like at any point they might call us and we got to be ready to bring our A game. And that's an exhausting process to sit there for 12 hours and keep your ready face on. You Absolutely. Know? And yeah. then that's exactly what happened is they, they, they came up and said, hey, you're up. And they rushed us to set. So that's the hurry up and wait part, right? Mm-hmm. They hurried us down there. We, we, it was the same idea, the, sun, the sunset shot. And they were like, all right, basically you get one take at this because the sun's going down. So you don't get it right. You're not going to be in the movie, essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Like figure it out. And so um, so anyway, it was uh, it was pretty cool, you know, just getting to be on set with Will Ferrell and the, the other kid that they had cast there. A very talented young man as well. But um, but yeah, I mean, you're you're so right, Brian. I mean, that is. That is the industry in a nutshell is this hurry up and wait thing. Mm-hmm. So also like get used to that as well, Gigi, where, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's going to be this hyped up thing at first. 
But then afterward, you, you just realize, okay, like this is my job. This is something mm -hmm. that I take seriously, that I love to do, um, but I don't need to make more of it than it is. Because otherwise, you're going to put undue pressure on yourself and you won't perform as well as you would if you're giving it like too much weight, you know, or, or, exactly. or negative weight that might make you feel nervous. That's great. I'm just going to let it be that? silent. Like, they, you know, this show is it, it, every now and then if there's an awkward silence, usually Gigi, it's when we pass the focus to Brian, but this time it was oh you. It you, is usually me. You were the awkward that. silent person today for oh, sure. Man. All right, Gigi. So oh, what, <laughs> what's our next, uh, what's the next question revolving around commercial acting that we might be able to help you and some others with? I, I guess what are some do's and don'ts of being on set? Do's and don'ts. Okay. Uh, do get there early. Don't mm. get there late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, do bring additional wardrobe choices. Don't, of, mm -hmm. of don't show up with no wardrobe choices. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Very good. Are you going to just continue to say the opposite? I, I don't know. I might. This will be a I segment. Might not. Here we go. Um, what else? I would say um, ask good questions, the right questions, uh, but you don't need to do it in such a way that's annoying. You don't you don't want to be asking questions that are that are that you should know the answer to. I think sometimes actors overly, you know, work on things. So like if you have a really smart question and you're like, hey, so from from my character's point of view, I was thinking this. What do you think, et cetera? Like like clearly you've thought it through versus just I don't know like I guess show up and listen because because a lot of times you get given the direction and it can be annoying if they have to repeat the direction over and over again so I would say show up and try to relax and listen to the room a little bit um what else you got any other you know, any positives here positives um I would say I know you were so focused on reversing what I said I was but I kinda, really like that I was so blew I was that like for how do there. I I mean there's a lot of ways I mean don't ask questions that you know you should know the answer to boom uh, down yeah, right um, but i already said it i mean, so I mean yeah said, so we'll just so you're, right, right. <laughs> you're right we'll just move on to the next thing uh i would say on set just just being aware of of everyone else and uh on as this is just kind of a little side note building relationships oh yeah that's huge. like building relationships on set is such an important thing um and and he kind of mentioned this but the way you present yourself is something that will be remembered and these producers, mm -hmm. these people, they bring people back. They use people multiple times. So yeah. if you make any one of these mistakes and you're, and you're just not paying attention to these things that, that are something that you should be aware of, then they remember that too. So Yeah, we've got some pretty good do's and don'ts, I think, written in uh, a little book. It's time now for Brian Sweeney's <laughs> Shameless Plug. <laughs> coming. Shameless Plug. Acting is my day job. Seven strategies to market and make money as an actor. You're looking for a bunch of tips to get you ready for set? Boom. This is it right here. Tons of different exercises. Actually, literally, on when you're on set, making sure you're tracking what you're doing, tracking who you're talking to, tracking all the relationships you're making so that you can continue to uh, strengthen those relationships. Boom. Acting is my day job. Get it pretty much anywhere, as Matt likes to say on the planet yeah and 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 you know we got this great <laughs> review we've been we've been very blessed so far we've had uh some really really nice reviews on the book specifically on amazon but uh this this one person wrote recently 
by the book, even if just for the PDFs alone, mm-hmm. he's like that. It, it's well worth your money, and I and I totally agree. If you can get on there and download the PDFs, because there's a way for you to track everything that you do as an actor, um, and and it includes mm-hmm. the day of and when you get to set and and who do you talk to and whose name should I write down and 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 why am I gathering the information and what am I going to do with it after I get it. Uh, because because now w- what you have to understand, Gigi, is you're now running a business. You are an entrepreneur as of mm-hmm. today. You're making acting your day job is the idea behind the book. So so you you th- you have to think of yourself as a business, as a startup company. And what would you do? Where would you invest your money? How would you um, you know invest in your product? By the way, your product is you and your talent. So you must mm-hmm. be investing in your product. Mm-hmm. I, I, could, I couldn't sell more you know, widgets or something. I can't, I can't sell more of these glasses if I, if I don't buy more of them, right? So I have, if, and then I want to be improving them. So I, I can't be selling last year's model. So you want to be f- investing in you. That's the product that you're trying to sell. And then you have to be investing in your marketing as well. So you've got to invest in headshots regularly. You've got to invest in, yeah. you know, potentially an actor demo reel at some point once you've got that ready to go. Um, you got to work on your branding. It's something you got to focus on and, and understand is definitely a part of, of this business now ongoing and that includes you know social media having your own website mm-hmm. um, different ways to follow up etc but and but the main thing is the product yeah like absolutely. really if you don't have a solid product then it doesn't really matter how good you are at marketing yourself as an actor you're still not any good right absolutely right? yeah right? And, and at least improved like that my whole thing is I kind of just want to be better when I get hired again mm-hmm. you know like we talked to Ashley uh, uh, Trulick Mm-hmm. Um, not, not, that's I, his daughter. I his daughter's yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, <laughs> Carrie we, we talked to Carrie true like this, uh, director in town and it's funny cause he, he cast me, what was it like seven years ago or something? I think he said it was, yeah, it was quite, yeah. it was like 2010. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Long time ago. And so I did a voiceover for him for, for ASU. And all I can say, Carrie, is that if you hired me to do voiceover again, I would be a different actor it would be a different experience mm-hmm. and that one worked it went out i mean it was it was a, su- a successful campaign but but he's also improved i imagine yeah and he would never work with me now if my product wasn't better than what it was back then right absolutely like 100 that, that's the way it is yeah and uh we'll be talking about a lot of that stuff too actually all the stuff that's in this book act- acting is my day job also um, just breaking some of this stuff down with, with how to set yourself up to get auditions and uh, land those auditions at the workshop we have this Saturday. So Oh, yeah, that's right. we got a big workshop this Saturday. Phoenix Casting is putting on a workshop talking about all the behind-the-scenes stuff of casting. And, mm-hmm. and truthfully, like we're going to open up the book a little bit and show you on the big screen, hey, this is what we see. This is why we choose certain things. This is why we think directors choose certain people. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a whole bunch of stuff to learn before you even step into the room. And then we're going to teach what to do once you're in the room and whatnot as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. that's a really good question, though, the do's and don'ts. I love that. Cause, and and I, I see where your mind is, Gigi, which I, which I appreciate. And <laughs> it's this idea of um, tell me what's going to happen because I'm going to land roles. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. You got the right mindset. She's like, okay, when I land the role, what's it going to be like? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, so, so, so when I land the role, what are some do's and don'ts? But she's not like, you know, if How I, do I get that? If I do. Right, she's exactly. like, when it happens very soon, then what's going to be next? Absolutely. Yeah, love that. Love that mentality. All right, well, what else can we do for you? I guess that goes into my next question about landing consistent work. Mm-hmm. 
So, so that goes back to marketing and it goes back to, uh, again, just being, being talented. You got to show up and leave an impression. So the first couple times, you know, here's the thing. Imagine this. Imagine I got cast in something and they paid me 1500 bucks and beforehand I had already invested a thousand bucks in training and then I spent another 500 in training to get ready for the role or even let's just say another another thousand let's say you're up to two thousand so now you're at five hundred dollar negative on the job then let's say you update your headshots three months later okay now now I'm now I'm let's let's go now I'm now fifteen hundred in the negative but what's the impression I left on that director and that director follows me on Instagram and I have mm. followed up with that person and 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 the performance I gave was so good, so transformative that they know my name, they know my face, they know my brand. From now until forever, unless I screw it up, that is a customer, a customer of mine. Mm -hmm. So like, it, like mm -hmm. we talked about this with our casting um, agency, which w the first two and a half years, we, we took a negative on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were, just, we were just being a servant to somebody else. We were... We were I think they were paying us something minimal, but it was like, we, we literally just wanted the experience. We were happy to do it. We were excited to do it. We didn't even know the opportunity that was going to come to us. That no idea. Ended yeah. up coming. That was sort of a, a twist of fate. But, but the, the point of it was like learning. Like we, we understood, like we haven't been in this game before. And so we took two and a half years to be apprentice and, and learn and grow and, mm -hmm. and, and be in the negative. And we were okay with that. Yeah. Like that's a perspective you can take and say, you know, I'm in this right now and I'm in, a, I'm in my learning phase and you always be in your learning phase, but eventually that gap sort of changes. Yeah. So I think to, to the land consistent work starts with doing the work really well mm -hmm. each time, the first time, because now as you land a new client, you've got, you have one in, in your books that loves you, that trusts you, that knows they can work with you and they will cast you without you having to audition. So now yeah. you've got one in the bag and you want to keep putting more directors and producers and people that trust you in this like bag of resources as you land more stuff then you're going to be consistent and you don't have to worry so much about the competition of auditioning because you're you actually eventually don't even have to compete they just come yeah. directly to you yeah and i'd say on that um there's that maintenance of the clients you've been working with and then there's taking action there's getting out there and getting on those, uh, and Matt talks about this uh, in the book, but getting on those national websites and just auditioning consistently, consistently, consistently um, around, the, uh, around Arizona, getting relationships with the schools that do film work. You talked about the Capstone Project. I know, same with me, when I was starting out, like I was like always doing a project with SCC or with ASU, and that's how I built up my demo reel. My demo reel was purely from doing stuff like that and then we were creating our own content on top of that. Mm -hmm. Like that's how all of that got going. And being on set, the more you do it, the more comfortable you become with it. It's like anything. So the more you're showing up to these sets, you're learning from them, they're learning from you. It's like, it's a mutual relationship because you haven't gained all the experience of being on these sets yet. So you get to have that and they get the experience of having an actor who works as hard as you do. And then these guys, long term, they're the ones who are becoming filmmakers. They're the up and comers is the way Matt describes them. And so they're preparing right now to get out into the world and do that. So if you're forming those relationships while they're in school, while they're learning, especially the seniors, right? And those at the top, 
then that's that's going to give you great experience and relationships that haven't even turned into anything yet. Yeah, so. yeah, and I and I I go mm -hmm. back to this idea of mindset too, Gigi. I think you've got a great mindset, and I would I would encourage you to keep leaning down that path of of faith, like what what you expect of yourself and what you what you know is going to be true. So. How do I consistently work? I work consistently. I mean, that's mm -hmm. how you do it. So exactly. I, I would suggest that you cast yourself in a commercial once every two days, once every week, depending on how extensive you're going to be with yourself. And you're going to write a commercial. You're going to produce it on your phone. It doesn't matter that you're going to send it out. You actually can't probably half the time because <laughs> the company wouldn't allow you to do it. <laughs> but just do it. Do the work. Do the process consistently. Then you're always working. You're always on your A game. And, and then by the time the opportunity comes, it's easy for you because you're already doing it. It's something that you're used to doing. You've put in your mind, I work all the time. Mm -hmm. I land commercials three times a week. Yeah. I mean, they're mine, but I... <laughs> <laughs> well, do a crazy hack there. I mean, find some companies you really care about, smaller companies even, that are like mm -hmm. up-and-comers, uh, T-shirt companies, whatever, like some somebody that has something that you, that you uh, support, write a little commercial around it, make it, do your absolute best, send it to them. Yeah. Why not? Go going Why back not send to, it to them? Going back to Kerry Trulick, same idea. So he's he's sort of a big-time director. That's why we, we had him on the show. Uh, we only have big time people like yourself, Gigi. Just big time, and, big time. And on the show, but Kerry was on the show, and he told us a story because we were very curious about his his start. And going back to ASU before he worked with me, he got in the door by he knew someone who knew someone, and he was a, he was a student, so he had no money. He invested pretty much all of his money. It was like I don't think nine hundred bucks or something like that at the time, and he he invested his own money into this commercial, and then just showed it to him, and like. And and they were like, oh, good job. Um, I, I I can't. I think they used it. Maybe they and did they, use they paid it. him for it. But yeah. But basically, it was a gamble. Like he didn't know that they, they were going to use it or not. They paid him through season tickets. That's right. His, which he loved. His payment was season tickets. Yeah. So he he lost nine hundred bucks. They gave him they gave him season tickets as payment to use the commercial. Mm -hmm. But then he built that relationship. So and that's he the idea. The guy for a that's while. the idea of being yeah. in the negative, like being okay with being in the negative, taking a shot. That's a great idea, Brian. I think this is a good note for everybody out there. If uh, if you know someone, you like what they're doing, write them something for free. If they're willing to put it out there for free, mm -hmm. that's exposure for you. Yeah, like that's huge. Why not? Like why not do that for a company that you like? Let's say you have a. A, a niece, nephew, an aunt, uncle, a, a, a close relative, a friend, someone who you know, someone who owns a company or is, is involved in a company, and yeah, and they're and they're smaller. Like, just do something for them. Yeah, I do it for for Instagram for like next level physical therapy. You do. You're so always great. doing commercials for them, and yeah. they super appreciate it. By the way. Oh, I'm glad because they are they're <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, they they've changed my life, and so. It's that servant mentality. And we did it's the that, same thing for Hanger when they when they created that brace for you. We did absolutely like that's these guys. They they do stuff for you. They serve you. So why wouldn't you just serve them back? Like yeah. it's it's a no brainer. And as an actor, you're getting like Matt said, you're getting that experience. You're getting that chance to do that. And who knows how that turns out? Who knows? It's gonna be good. So when you send positivity out in the world, positivity comes back. At absolutely. You. I mean, yeah. we, but you don't know where it's gonna come from. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Gigi, what else you got for us? So when you're giving a new character, what do you use as your preparation? Um, 
when I'm given a character, what do I use for my preparation? I mean, I everything I can get my hands on. Really. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so I mean, my my preparation for character never ends until I'm done performing. So, as soon as I get the character, I start l- learning, studying, go back to their backstory, try to go to ideas like um like like what was their origin story where are they from how were they born what was their relationship like with their parents I mean, we've, we've got an entire 50 question sheet as a matter of fact mm-hmm. and i think I, I included it with the book actually it's something yeah. that you can get through the book but but um so i start with this 50 question character sheet and and it begins with what kind of birth did you have and mm-hmm. like that's a ridiculous question like what kind of birth did you have but you know what? It makes a difference if I was born in the slums of of some like, you know, inner city, and uh, and and my mom was on drugs at the time, or if I was born to a scheduled C-section in North Scottsdale, mm-hmm. and 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 there's a difference there, and how that baby was born, and what chemicals were in that baby's body when the baby was born, and how they were loved and taken care of, et cetera, and and by the way. <laughs> not it, it, those two stories doesn't mean one baby's better than the other or or he even has a better chance mm-hmm. you know you could be you could be born to a very wealthy family who then just like checks out and they <laughs> you don't get to see your parents and that's not necessarily like a great thing either so but starting from that place from that very beginning is good and then i like to work on every character from the inside out and the outside in so I do all the inner work, and then I also uh, try to find them physically using animal work and doing, um, you know, different walks and and all kinds of crazy stuff. And then, like I said, there's there's never a time I'm done learning about my character. Yeah, you have to be adaptive. I mean, I've learned that big time in your master class. So like, and at first, honestly, Gigi, it can be annoying. So you have to release that idea of oh, I did all this work, like. You gotta know that you're gonna have to continue to work, continue to work, and get excited about it. So when it comes to like the 50 questions, as soon as you make a new discovery, as soon as you and your scene partner or or even yourself getting prepared figure something new out, a bunch of stuff changes. Yeah, there are certain things that don't. You know, like probably something like your birth wouldn't change, but it might. Uh, but there are tons and tons and tons of other things. You make a small discovery, and all of a sudden it's like. Oh wow! If that's true, then th- then this must be true, and this must be true. And actually, I thought it was this, but now it's this. And it actually, if you look at it the right way, it becomes very exciting. And the same goes with any one of the exercises, like the animal exercise. I've come into master class before multiple times with an animal and been like, "Yeah, this is the animal," and you're like, "But what if?" <laughs> and then I find uh, through you uh, a totally different animal that's. 10 billion times better and brings out a better performance in me. Well, and it's usually just questions, right? So mm-hmm. you'd, you'd say an animal and I'd say, okay, why'd you choose that? And you'd go, well, because of this. And I'm like, all right, great. Wouldn't you agree that your character has X trait also? Yeah. Do you see that trait in this animal? No. Then we might need to dig deeper mm-hmm. and see if there's a, a more specific animal we can choose, a different variation even of the same one, whatever. But yeah, so so that idea of um, just just constantly looking and seeking ways to get better as a human being, but also as a character, you know, just just looking. Okay, this character is a living thing. It does. It, it's not something I create and then it's there. It's like it's always evolving. As I evolve, I'm gonna move and change and adapt with my character. As a matter of fact, we did the Lonesome West, Brian and I, and we had already put up the play before. 
and I'd already worked the character probably eight years prior, I mean, everything changed. <laughs> Every single one of my choices. And I'm like, I, I was a younger actor, a, a more naive actor. So I'm sure some of the choices I made were fantastic. Yeah. For then, for then, and for who I was, yep. and for what I had to br bring to the table, I think my choices the second time around were better, more specific, uh, a, a better representation of professionalism, etc. But it doesn't mean that the younger version of me wasn't wasn't good in some no, ways. He was, he was great. He was great, by the way, because I saw it. He's fiery. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's just true. It's you. If you're doing it right, you just are getting even better. Yeah. And that's because the first time I went to see it, it was great. It really was like I remember being like I think I was like 17 or so at the time and watching it and just being an audience member I was running tech for you and I was just in the back like 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 just awestruck by by how good it was and then this one we put up was you were so much better so much further along because you are and so that's just that's that's the process like it's it's it doesn't even mean that that past version wasn't good it's just that you're never s like stopping getting better and the second time around i was the one in the tech booth <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's always a sweeney in the tech booth guys always a sweeney you gotta have there. a sweeney in the tech booth it's important <laughs> <laughs> so how's uh how's your life going Gigi? you feeling good it's definitely different than it was and I'm really happy being home with my family. Yeah, that's been a nice benefit, I think, for a lot of people getting to connect into home and stuff. It, um, the, the people that have a nice home that, that, that's waiting for them. And so so those of us who have that are very blessed. And um, and yeah, and, and I think there's this, there's this really cool thing going on right now in, uh, in one of my circles. Um, so I hurt my knee, and I haven't been able to play basketball for almost two years. But before that, I, I probably played basketball every Sunday for like the last 30 years for like ever yeah so my, yeah. It, my dad started the group i would go when i was a kid i would just play cars and then as soon as i was old enough to be on the court they would let me on and so i grew up with these people and now i'm playing with some of their sons and and some of their sons sons and you know it's just it's interesting but i, I anyway i blew out my knee so i haven't been i haven't really been talking to these guys so i was already like going through this but then they all had to go through it because of quarantine. They all had to stop playing and stop mm -hmm. being around each other. And that was our only thing that we bonded on. It's not like we hung out afterward or did anything else. Like we like to hit the court. We like to compete. We'd talk a little bit, but really like that was our thing. Right. Well, anyway, one of the guys started this thing recently where he just was like, Hey guys, I know we normally just sort of, you know, hit the court and all that, but I, I want you all to know, I love you and you're my friends and stuff. And, so I just thought I'd start this thread. If anybody wants to be off of it, you can be off. But um, but I'm just going to tell you what's going on with my life right now. And he kind of just like laid it out there. And it was really cool. And the next thing you know, the next guy just jumped on and was like, hey, thanks, dude. That was cool. And and laid out where, where he was at right now. And, Dang. you know, and one, one guy's like, I got, I got laid off right before COVID. Thought it was going to be super easy to get a job. And now I've been on unemployment since for like mm -hmm. over four months and it's been really tough, but I'm grateful that I've got, that I've got food on the table for my kids, you know, and like somehow we've made it work. Mm -hmm. And then another guy's like, you know, I cut back on my plastic surgery for a while. Like he's, cause we, we work with doctors and different people. So it's just like, it's interesting that everyone's different perspective on it, but this has been hard on everybody. Mm -hmm. And just having that moment to connect with other human beings and, and realize how much that we love each other is yeah. like a really neat, really exciting thing. So, 
Um, I, th- I think that's something that, that we could take away from this too, because I know like Gigi just mentioned, she came home. It's so good to be near her parents. So good to be near her family and connect in. But sometimes we have to be the one to be outgoing. And it wasn't me this time that mm-hmm. did it, but I was willing to contribute. I think that, um, that, that maybe, maybe think about that. Think about being vulnerable right now in your life and, and who, which group of people could you reach out to and start a thread like this or start some sort of an idea of, of like, hey, I just want to share a little bit about who I am and, and encourage you to do the same thing because people are going to, I mean, they're going to love it. And I think it's really therapeutic. I mean, I'm, I'm watching these like some of them are 60 years old, some of them are 40 years old, um, some, some of them are younger than that. And they're, they're contributing to this little email thread. And I can see it's, it's therapeutic for everybody. Like mm-hmm. everybody's like gaining a ton from it. So um, I think that's uh, I think that's really neat. And there's, there's so much to be learned from 2020. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot, I think a lot of people keep going, ah, 2020, oh, it's 20, well, it's 2020. And I'm going like, all right, we're, we're never going to forget this year. Mm-hmm. So lean into it. Take your time, settle in, write some things down, and understand that this is a time when the world is growing at an exponential rate mm-hmm. and and you get to be a part of it and hopefully you're learning and growing and adapting with it and the only way to do that is to keep a positive mindset because if you let yourself go negative it's very very easy absolutely to go the other direction and i think that would be uh it's just a, a waste of resources from this year because mm-hmm. this year is, is meant to teach us a lot of things and it's been hard yes but uh but a lot of good is already coming from it and will come from it i believe that Definitely, 100%. All right, Gigi, you've been an amazing guest. Very excited for you and for for your uh, landing of Latent Agency. We fully expect you to be landing jobs very soon. We will be having you audition for us here over at Phoenix Casting as soon as we have a job that is... Uh, <laughs> that, that requires your age and demographic. We will be calling you in immediately. We cannot wait to do auditions with you. We, we want to remind workshop, our yeah. yeah, remind the audience we have a workshop coming up this Saturday for for Phoenix Casting. So if you want to know all the behind the scenes of of just the casting industry in general, but spe- specifically the way we do it, and how you can um, you know catch an edge in the audition room and catch an edge here when you audition for us, uh, check that out this this Saturday. Now wait a second. If I can't come in person, I can't learn. Then is that like a thing? Well, there like is I'm a virtual this- option, Brian. So what? I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, that was random that you did, but I'm really so glad you did. I was did. just really curious because I was so yeah. About so you it. can come in person if you happen to be out of town or are you you you're unable to make the timing. There is a virtual option. You can tune in live. You can comment, ask questions, be be a part of the the workshop that way. And um, yeah, it's gonna be very very cool. Really really powerful. We're excited for it. Absolutely. So you can check that out on our website, um, on our classes page under uh, workshops. So make sure to do that. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, Gigi, you have yourself a great day. Much love to you and your family. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Hey guys, uh, I'd like to do something. Do you have Do you have the book, Gigi? I do not. What? What's that? What'd you say? It's in my cart on Amazon. Boom. Hit the buy button. Do that. Um, I'm going to send you a signed copy. When you get the copy you bought, um, gift it away to somebody else, please. And, um, and, and so, and then just you know, leave a review, then you'll be an official customer. But I, I, I want you to get the book <laughs> right away. And um, yeah, so, so buy it. Thank you for buying it. But I'm definitely going to send you a signed copy that you have that as well. And, um, and let's go get some acting jobs, shall we? Yes.
All right, cool. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. This has been Mornings with Matt, the Deering Acting Studio Podcast. Please do not forget to like, subscribe, got to subscribe, and share this channel. Help us spread this light-driven content to the planet. Thank you, and God bless. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Matt. Please like, subscribe, and follow us at Deering Acting Studio to keep up with the latest content. For more information on classes, private lessons, or professional development coaching, visit www.deeringstudio.com. Have a Deering day, everyone.